0: Angela Kem um, was with us yesterday, spent some time with her. But Angela is part of the leadership team at City Church in Cambridge and uh, has uh, a significant ministry. She travels um, considerably around the country to numbers of churches speaking, um, mainly New Frontiers churches. And Angela comes from uh, originally from South Africa, as you will tell when she starts to speak. And uh, she comes from Cape Town and spent considerable years working into the townships. And it's a remarkable story of how um, she pioneered a work in the church in Cape Town, um, into the townships, uh, and made a huge difference. Planted two churches, we were hearing about yesterday. And uh, so she comes with uh, a great... Uh, commendation from many, many people. And it's our pleasure to have her speaking here to us today. She's going to bring the word of God to us. She's very prophetic. And so have your ears pinned back and your hearts opened because God's going to speak to you. Let's give her a really warm hand.
1: Well, good morning to you talk to me. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me here. And also, Greg, it's, it's a very big privilege to be here in this wonderful city of Winchester. It's quite beautiful. And your building is stunning. Well done, guys. It's, it's quite amazing what God has done. And then to see it filling up like this is a real bonus from God. As as I came earlier for the prayer meeting, and as I watched you all come in, I thought, oh, look at the power. Oh, my word, look at the power coming through those doors. And that's really what I want to speak to you today about, the power of the church, who we are, and who lives inside us, and what God has given us to do, because... Having pioneered a work in Cape Town, I saw God do so much, so much, through me and then through a team and then through the church, that um, we are now serving the church in the UK. And I feel it's with a message of because I've seen what God has done, it's like, come on, church in the UK, we can. We can make a difference. You're allowed to agree and nod and, you know, kind of work with me, yeah? Um, But we can make a difference in this nation because the church is the hope of the nation. There's actually no one else, no plan B, but uh, the church brings restoration and revival and hope. And we speak into people's lives and we bring, we are ambassadors as if Christ himself is speaking through us. And we just bring not revival, big R, but revival to people's homes, lives, as we um, just talk about him. And so in Luke 9, verses 1 to 6, it says, And Jesus called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons. And to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. Just a throw away. Kingdom of God and heal. Um, and he said to them, Take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics. And whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And wherever they do not receive you, When you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. And then in Luke 10, verse 1, you know, with the twelve, we know some of their names. And we think they were the disciples, the apostles. They did those things. Then God in his cleverness, he's so clever. I love the Lord for his cleverness. He outwits us all the time in the most gracious way. I think I've got him sussed. And then I haven't. And then he blows my mind again. Luke 10 verse 1. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him two by two into every town and place where he himself was about to go, I find that quite incredible number one seventy two others i 'm part of the others, and you are part of the others. If you are a follower of Jesus and a disciple of his, we are the others it 's like our names aren 't there, but we're part of this throng who go and do these things that He commissioned the twelve to do because the seventy two were able to do the same stuff, amazing, same stuff. But then it says, "And he sent them to every town where he was ap- about to go." Now, for you live in Winchester and the environs, and if you're a visitor from another place, uh, wherever he's put you, he puts his people where he's about to go. Number one, he carries; we carry him in, but he also comes, and he says, "Come on, I'm coming to your city and your town. Get ready." Get ready. And so he followed up wherever he sent the disciples. Isn't that marvelous? He's so true to his word. And then Mark 16, verses 14 to 20. Afterwards, he appeared to the 11 themselves. This was when he rose again. He died on the cross for our sin. And he's available today to anybody who who hasn't said, I'm a follower of Jesus. If you want to know, be a follower of Jesus and part of his family, today's the day. Today's the day. He has sent you in here because he loves you so much. And when he'd risen from the dead, he met with the eleven and he gave them a commission. As they were reclining at the table, he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because he had told them all along, this is what's going to happen. And when it did happen, they got quite a shock. It's like, and sometimes we get a bit of a shock when he does stuff. And yet the Bible's full of what he does. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any, any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will, be, they will recover. So then the Lord, So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message with accompanying signs. You know, God is so faithful to his word. And I really come to you from having done lots, having seen God break through, and be so true to the Bible um, that what he says he actually does. The Bible says he's not a man that he would lie. Does he promise and then not act? And so often we're thinking, well, if I step out, will he do? Will he come? Will he listen to me? And so on. And it becomes a bit all about us and what will happen if I step out. But you know, being in the townships and with hundreds of people facing me with all their grief, oppression, sickness, diseases, lack of food, all I had was him. And you know, we know all we have is you. But when you take away everything and all you've got is him, it's quite, a, oh, it's quite a scary place of do we believe? Do we believe what he says? And I would say, Lord, you said, now come and do, and he did. He is so faithful to his word, and he wouldn't give the disciples this commission without meaning it. And you see, in Acts 1... When he was going to ascend to heaven, he said to the eleven, Now wait till the Holy Spirit comes, and then you will be my witnesses from here to Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Now if you think of those eleven disciples, they weren't quite the cream of the crop. You think about it. Peter denied him. I will die with you, Jesus. I'll go anywhere, and the next minute he's denying him. And he had quite a big mouth. Um, and Thomas, unless I feel the holes, I will not believe that he's risen. And so it wasn't, well, here we go, full of the Spirit. They, had, uh, they were hiding away. They were scared men. And yet, Jesus commissioned them to go into all the world. I think if it was me, I would have thought I'm going to look for bigger people than this. But he chose the eleven and he gave them this commission because he knew that the same Holy Spirit who had empowered him was going to come in power in Acts 2 and the eleven would be able to do exactly the same stuff. If the eleven hadn't done their job, we wouldn't be sitting here today. They've done their job. It's our turn now. And so we carry the same commission with the same responsibility from Jesus to step out so that he will do the work through us. And I think what I had to learn was it wasn't about now God gifts me and he watches to see what I'm going to do because I can do nothing, nothing, nothing. It's all about him. It's he who works through me and works through you um, for his good pleasure, to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's all about him. And uh, we carry this commission today into the world, and it's not about, yes, but I need healing myself from various things, or life hasn't been so good to me, and therefore I've got to wait for something to change in my mind, we have to go as we are these 11 they were they had to go as they were and he changed them bit by bit and we need to be changed bit by bit by bit because at the moment in this nation the nation is shaking a bit would you agree yeah and and you know when the nation shakes god comes with and he says come on church come on church it's time it's time for the church to get from the back foot onto the front foot and he wouldn't ask us to do what he hasn't empowered us to do it's, the, it's a wonderful season in this nation now I come from and Greg and I come from a nation that's come through lots there's always stuff happening always there's a zinging in the air And but he's put us here because you know what? There's a zinging in the air. Something is happening here, people. Something is happening. For and, and It's, a, it's a, like a doorway for the church to actually um, have a, a say. And I don't mean go on the street and preach the gospel and, you know, knock people with the gospel. But it's time for us to have our mindset changed into... You know what? I'm actually the answer in this place. I carry him. I carry him. And his presence goes with me wherever I walk. And because I'm there, something will be changed. Wherever Jesus went, the atmosphere changed. They either liked him, which we would like everybody to like us, or they hated him. And we will either be liked... Or not liked and I think we're a bit scared of the not like and the shame and the what if I pray for people and nothing happens well you know Jesus said lay hands on the sick that's all we do he's asking us to be obedient I want to be obedient to him I do things that I don't feel equipped for simply because I want to keep my walk with him in obedience right more than I want to See things. I love people and I do want to see things, but I want to be obedient. I want jewels this size of obedience to lay at his feet. So when he says go and do, I want to do it because he said, not because of the outcome. Doesn't make sense. And so often we are outcomes people. Yes, but what if? Yeah, but what if? So I went to the townships. Yes, but what if I die? Yes, but what if they reject me? Yes, but what if? But God had said, go, so I went. And I I saw the most amazing things. And he's coming to us now. And he's coming to you at Winchester. And he he sends me where he wants to come in power. And it's not me bringing the power. You've got it. You've got the power. Everything that I've read to you is yours, if you will believe. That's quite a thing, eh? If you will take hold of it today... It's yours because he promised it. Yes. Can I you nod or? Yeah. <laughs> because even, may I say to you, spiritual warfare is in agreement. It's letting your voice be heard. The enemy can't read our minds. So our lips must declare I believe. I believe. And even if it's helped my unbelief, I believe I'm going to get hold of this. I want it. Come on, Lord, use me. And it's, it's old and young, it's pe- people of different nationalities, he's bringing us together and he says, come on, I've got this massive pot of stew, and you know, say, say, we all different nations have different uh, strengths that we bring, and say, let's just call, let's just call the UK, you people like potatoes, don't you? So say, you're the potato nation. <laughs> and, and like West Africa, they like rice. So they're the rice nation. And maybe Turkey would be the meat nation. And South Africa, say, carrot na- nation. But if you just eat carrots, your skin goes yellow. And if you just eat meat, you get proteined out. And if you just get potatoes, you get Carbohydrated out, do you see? So God comes and he brings He puts all the nations Into the pot To make the stew And the Holy Spirit is the gravy To make the And gravy's good, eh? <laughs> gravy's good My dad was British He loved gravy Everything had to have gravy Gravy's good And um, to feed the nations, so even in the multiculture, God is feeding the nations from us. He's bringing my nations together to mix us all up so that we can feed the nations. So we call to our towns and cities, but we call to the nations, and I really feel there's a whirlpool that God is doing here of raising you up for the nations. So there'll be people who will be planting churches into the nations. You will be going multi-sided throughout this nation, and you're going to be raising up many people who will overcome many hardships in other nations to open up the way for the gospel. Because he's doing a powerful thing in the West now. As much as the news says, oh, look at this, and what about this, and what about that? For me, it's, yes, look at this, and look at that. Now the church has got something to get their teeth into. And um, uh, I cannot not talk about the lion and the lamb. Uh, because we're saying about the lamb. And Jesus is the lion and the lamb. And we come to the world as the lambs to people. We are the lambs to people. And we bring dignity and hope and great grace to people. But to the enemy, the devil, we are the lion of Judah. He lives in us and roars with power. And it's about time the church got its teeth back. I I speak that over all of us. We need our teeth back. We need to start knowing who we are again um, so that we can... uh, push forward and bring hope, bring hope to Winchester when people are shaking a bit. But what's going to happen? What about this? And what about that? And, you know, will my money be safe? And, well, we don't know. We don't have to worry about that. We serve a God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And he's never had to sell one to keep things going. And so he's so rich. And we are his kids. And so he we, he's Responsible for us, and therefore, when, well, he is. When we come to him, Lord, he says, "Okay, I will, I will dress you, feed you, I will look after you. Don't fret; it only leads to evil." The Bible says, and therefore, I will look after you. Now, you go and rescue people, go and bring hope, go wherever he's going to go to bring salvation. He just has commissioned us and it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed in this nation, but there's a a turning point that we've now got to say, I'm up for it. Oh, I'm up for it. I I don't know if you guys have heard of Pete Greig, G-R-E-I-G. He's a 24-7 man. He started the 24-7 prayer throughout the world and started it here in the UK. Brilliant, brilliant um, man. And he wrote a a letter to the churches, the letter of Pete Gregg to the church in the UK. And this was in um, the autumn of last year. Dear church, the Lord is doing a new thing among us. There's a new urgency in our hearts, a new spring in our steps. St. Augustine said that God rubs salt on our lips to provoke a keener thirst for his presence as, as, and as I travel around the UK, praying and talking with a lot of leaders, I see and more and more salty lips. Aren't we hungry for his presence? It's like that hunger is, has risen. The Spirit seems to be bringing us to our knees and calling us to cooperate in new ways for the kingdom beyond our own little empires. You know, when we get salty lips for his presence, Jesus called us the salt of the earth. And so we get all salty. Now, in South Africa, we've got this meat called biltong. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You've got to acquire the taste, I think. And it's dried meat, it's raw. And they hang it out, they salt it so much that it doesn't go rotten. And they hang it out for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, two months, three months, four months, and it dries out. And when you take a knife and you slice it, ooh, it's wonderful. But it's raw meat that has been salted, and it cannot go rotten. Once you've eaten biltong, your lips crinkle up, like when you eat peanuts, salted peanuts, that you have to drink water. You have to, you just have to have water. And I just take it that, um, as Pete Gregg says, people, we are all getting salty lips because we want his presence to drink. But, you know, as we drink, and the aroma of Christ is bigger and bigger in us as we begin to, again, take on our identity and who we are, we go out into the world, and we just be ourselves. And we model the Bible, actually, in all our work. If somebody steals, we don't. If somebody... Crooks on their taxes we don 't that kind of thing we come with new a new way of speaking into our job situations. People might not like us, but there will be a respect and We make their, them them thirsty because we 're salty we 're stirring something in them, and they need to drink and so we cause the thirst to come into our work family friends. To make them want to drink, and those who are ours will come to us and say, What is it about you? Well, let me tell you. And we take them to the water to drink because we are so used to going back over and over to the water. Father, will you make our lips so salty today for you because it's all about you? It's not what we do, it's who we are. And then, Lord, will you use us like salt in society? to keep things fresh, to keep things fresh in households and so on. Pete Gregg goes on to say, these are days of remarkable opportunity for the church in the UK. The Spirit of God is calling us to wake up, to walk tall, to work and pray together in new ways. He sends us out to go and make disciples of schools and streets and cities throughout Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, and England. And he gives us the most extraordinary promise that as we go, he will be with us always to the very end of the age. I mean, this is amazing. Pete Gregg, I think he belongs to, he belongs to another stream of churches. And he was asked by HTB in London to come and help them with their 24-7 prayer. And you know, HTB is a marvelous, pumping Alpha church where people still queuing up around the, the corner even to get into Alpha. You think, what is this? But they've asked him a few years ago, to, to come to HTV to help them with prayer and we need to pray more church. We really need to get hold of God more. And then he came to relational mission of which the sphere we are part of and he came and spoke to us about prayer. And he said the amazing thing is um, if you want to get a booking in the prayer diary, and 24-7 that means it goes through night and day, night and day, at that point, and I think I heard him speak about two or three years ago, he said you'll have to wait for two years to get your hour in the prayer room of HTB because it's so booked up. Now, if that isn't a stirring in this nation, it's like, come on, come on, church in Winchester, come on. For, for you guys, but all the gospel preaching, preaching churches around it's working together. It's seeing what God is doing. It's a new day. People are open. It's, it's actually we who are, but will they want to hear me? Do they really want to hear? People out there are really crying to hear some good news. And we are the carriers of good news. The Lion King. Any of you been to see The Lion King? Yeah, it's it's a great. You go to the theatre; it is very stirring. And um, so the story is: King Mufasa, the big lion, he dies, and and Scar is involved in that kind of Mufasa dying. But Scar blames Simba, the the, the boy lion, and Simba is so scared he runs away. And he befriends a warthog named Pemba and a meerkat named Timon or Timon. And he's with that uh, meerkat and warthog for so long that in the end he forgets who he is and he thinks he's a meerkat or a warthog and he eats like them and sings like them and does all those things. But then one day, along comes Rafiki, the monkey. And Rafiki comes to look him up and says, Simba, do you know who you are? And Simba says, huh, so I suppose you think you know. And R- Rafiki says, I do know. You, Mufasa, you are Mufasa's boy. You're a boy of the king. You're a lion. You're the king's kid. You're Mufasa's boy, and he takes him to the river to look at his reflection. And he sees that he's a lion, and suddenly all his uh, pain and anguish is gone, and he begins to roar. He's Mufasa's boy, and I feel God is saying to us, as the church, we've got to we've got to again look at our reflection, because he we reflect him. And we must realize we are mufasa's boys and girls. We are boys and girls, men and women of the king. That's our identity. Yeah. Yeah. And so for a while, it's like, can we be open? You know, can we do this? And it's like war, Warthog and Meerkat kind of scratch, scratch, scratch living. And God is calling us back saying, you're my kids. You're my kids. I want you to Roar. Over the enemy, it is time. It is time. Father God, will you come and touch us and fill us for this new season? It's a new season in this nation. And God is raising up his church with power and authority and wholeness and and healing for the nation's And demons to flee simply because we are in the room. Or we walking on the sidewalk and demons flee. We walk into homes and demons flee because we are there. That is our identity. We are the sons of the living God. We are Mufasa in the heavens. Kids, amazing, amazing. And so I want to ask you, are you ready to again take back? And, and I know you know who you are, but this is a different day. This is the roar of the lion. It is something in our belly getting hold of something. We had a guy from Serbia preach at our church in Cambridge last Sunday, and he was brilliant. He said, you know, when you listen to a preach, there are two people preaching. The one is the person talking, and the one is our heads. Because our heads speak to us all the time. And often our heads are quite negative. Yeah, but who do you think you are? But what about you? You prayed for the sick and they weren't healed. So how can you, now she's talking about healing. I tried that, it didn't work. And the voice talks and he said to us, You've got to renew your mind, and when the voice says, you can't do this, you've got to be biblical and say, yes, I can. When the voice says, but you prayed for healing, and the person even died, or wasn't healed, you say, yeah, but I can't heal, and it was their time to die, and I can't heal, but I was obedient. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick. I did that, but my eyes on God to do the rest, but I played my part. I will pray for pay- people, and I will just look to God to bring about the change and, and heal people. We are not responsible to heal people. I want to say that again, we are not responsible to heal people because we can't. I want to free you of that, yes, but what if I pray nothing happens? Do you know what? I've prayed for people and they died. I still pray for people. Because he still does something. Maybe the people I prayed for got peace before they died. Do you see? Whoever we pray for, God does something in them. It may not be what we want, but he's doing something. And so I don't want to be stingy with my prayers because it may not work. I expect prayer to work. I expect that if I step out, I do my job and God will do his job, but in whichever way he wants So I want to ask you, this in front here is very small, but we can do it. If you are up for a fresh anointing from God for this next season, for the roar of the lion in your belly against the enemy, and yet um, grace, the lamb of God towards people. We sing a refrain in relational mission. It came prophetically. We are as bold as lions because he sent the lamb. Isn't that wonderful? We are as bold as lions because he sent the lamb. And so I want to ask you, and you see this is spiritual warfare that I'm asking you, because when we declare, this is who I am, the enemy says, oh no, they have found out. They have found out. Now we're not gonna mess, we can't mess with their minds anymore. And so I'm going to ask you to come forward, and a bit of music will be quite nice. But uh, I want you to come forward, and God's going to do stuff here. We're going to have a few dealings with him. And he's going to come with a fresh anointing of power, and commissioning, and um, roaring of this is who we are. You know what? It's for our sake, but it's for the sake of the world. It's it's a season of outward looking for the sake of the world. You up for that? Are you up for that? Yes. Father God. Father God. It's scary, Lord. It's quite sc- It's scary. It's so scary. But, Lord, I quite like scared. Because it is. When we're scared, all we've got is him. And that's why Jesus sent out the disciples saying, take no bag, no money, no this, no that. We quite like stuff that we can hang on to or use our stuff as an answer. But he sent them out with only him. Only his word. And, and it wasn't even that he was in them. He kind of breathed on them. And that was enough for them. Do you know what? He lives in me. He lives in you. Head from my head to my toe. Fingertip to fingertip. He owns me. He bought me at a price. I'm his. When he says jump Angela. I say how high Lord. Do you understand? It's not a servant in the old way. This is. He owns me. And if you are a disciple of Jesus. He owns you. Which is scary, but wonderful, which also makes us fully his responsibility and he must sort out the bits. He must look after us and sort out the bits while we do the, commission, the job that he's commissioned us to do. If you're ready, come forward. If you want, come forward. When Jesus is in the room, we just say, oh Lord, I don't want to miss out. I'm scared and witless, but Lord for you, whoa, Holy Spirit for you, Holy Spirit for you, whoa, Holy Spirit for you, Lord Jesus Jesus for you, Lord Jesus for you, Lord Jesus for you, Lord Jesus for you. I wonder if I can have the elders and wives on the platform, whoa, Lord Jesus for you, Jesus for you. Father, I want to ask, whoa, that as we are here, will you flood, will you flood us with the Holy Spirit? You know, be expectant. I can do nothing. Be expectant of Him. And while you're here in His presence, His presence is thick over us. He just, He just loves us. He's actually roaring now and saying, look at my church look at them. I love them so much. I love them. Yes, but but look what I did. He says, I love you. I died for you. Your sin is forgiven. Now walk free. Walk free. Break those habits. Bring habits to the Lord. Break them so that the enemy doesn't hold us guilty and captive and blackmail us into uselessness. Because look what I did, and I can't break the habit. Jesus is enough to break habits. Jesus is enough. If your body is not well, say, Father, in your presence, come and heal me. I want to get on with the job. Come and heal me so that I can run. If your family is in a mess, Lord, sort my family out so I can run. If you've been abused as a child, I come from a, an emotional and physical background of abuse. Do you know what? Run! It's like, don't wait to be healed, run! And in the process, one gets healed. And this is our inheritance. When Jesus died on the cross, it was for our eternal life, sin forgiven. But you know what? None of us is dead here. We are alive. And while I'm living, I want my earthly inheritance, all the gifting to flow from me, and I want to reap as well and bring do good wherever I go. Are you up for that? You want your inheritance? And it's not, it's not being, but how can we ask? It's not humble to ask. It is, it, Jesus said, everything is ours. Be greedy for the gifts because it's about other people and not about me. Holy Spirit will use, if you will, it's all grace. You don't have to, but close your eyes. And just tune into him, because only he can do something this morning. Well, this morning, Holy Spirit come. Father, if there's people here who aren't baptized in power, the acts, well, the acts to power. Thank you that we are all saved and we have the power of God. But then he comes and he like runs like golden syrup over us in power. Father, will you empower, baptize with the Holy Spirit here this morning? Father, will you break guilt and any traps that the enemy has on people's minds? I feel God God has given me a big dollop of the gift of healing of the mind. Whoa! And so I want to break over you all battles of the minds. That means you've still got to walk free. But the, 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 it will be level ground. The enemy won't hold you captive. I want to ask God, strongholds in thinking will be changed, will be broken, will be broken in the name of Jesus. Any inferiority will be broken in the name of Jesus. I want to, I want to break over people and, bring, and ask God to heal. People who have who've had things spoken over them as kids or by teachers or, or other grown-ups or even now, things spoken over people that hold one captive. You know, it's, you know that it's not true and yet it holds, it's a terrible thing. And it holds us captive. I'm going to break that over, all of us, in the name of Jesus because you know his name. His name is so powerful it's not a a, you know a, a, a magic potion it is life he's alive he's God and he wants to come and bring healing he wants to bring physical healing but he also wants to bring mental and emotional healing and he wants to call people those who aren't his disciples yet his followers he says come join come and join no one's left out He he will have it that all get saved. He will have it that all get saved. So that's not a them and us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. So often we are condemning the world. And we point our finger, look what they're doing. Of course they're doing that, that's what they do. But we love them. We love them right out of what they're doing, right into the kingdom. I want to ask, Father, that something changes here, that we will be a kingdom advances this morning. Kingdom advances in a whole new way. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, just just brood. Just brood. Whoa, just brood. Just tune into him, talk to him, bring to him, worship or or angst or whatever, bring it to him.